in this first, and here comes Bryce Harper. fans for the first time since his pennant-clinching home run. I'll be kind of shocked if Bryce is not going to the place sitting on a breaking ball. At some point, McCullers has to throw him fastballs to keep him honest. But Bryce is so good against off-speed, and we know he likes to swing early and swing big. If he stays on the breaking ball and gets the one in the middle of the plate, loud noise. You mentioned at some point he's got to throw him a fastball. He doesn't want to. He's only thrown one fastball to a left-hander all postseason. Does he change that up against this guy here? Two gone and a score this first inning. McCullers to Harper. It's good. Right center field. Lightning strikes. Two nothing fills. Oh, what a call. If that's not the game within the game, I don't know what is. I'm so glad you played that whole I thing. I mean, the most epic moment of the baseball season in spades by far. Maybe as far as I can remember. I mean, the way Smoltz called exactly what was about to happen with the breaking ball, him sitting on it first pitch, the pageantry of him walking up for the first home game in Philadelphia in front of those fans. I mean, what a scene. Oh, it, was un it was unbelievable. I was watching it with Mallory last night. She's not the biggest baseball fan. She's reading a book. I've got the two-screen experience going on. I had that one up on the big screen at the moment with the Magic game on the iPad. And he smacks that home run oh. to, to deep right field. Smack. She was in. She was into the rest of the game. We wow. sat there and watched. And it was just one of those moments that I, no matter what level sports fan you are, it's captivating. And the fans yeah. went ballistic. And it started an onslaught. So it goes without saying, Bryce Harper, our in-the-zone player of the night. I mean, it was a great moment for the sport. And I was watching work in the Magic game in the studio here last night. I think I recorded like a Wendell Carter N1, and I missed it. I just saw Bryce walk, trotting around the bases, and I got texts from my sister about, you know, wishing we were trashy Philly fans. <laughs> it's like, what a vibe it really is down yeah. there. I mean, just like the Eagles, got nothing against the Phillies. I was kind of going against the Phillies because I don't want Eagles fans to be happy. But at some point, you just got to give it up. Like, they got it going. In Philadelphia, oh, yeah. and Raheem Palmer is going to be fired up next segment. Big time, big time, big time Philly fan, and the electricity is very real. Harper now has six home runs this postseason. Four of them have given the Phillies a lead, so he's been um, historically good. Yes, very valuable for them down the stretch my, here. My Yankees said they had too many outfielders already when he was a free agent. Basically uh, decided not to go after Bryce Harper, not even give him an offer. Because they had Aaron Hicks. You know, hey! Like, like, you're the Yankees. <laughs> and he grew up a Yankee fan, supposedly, or his dad did. And, uh. Man, he would look good in those pinstripes, oh. too. I mean, they would have made him shave the beard, which is part of it. Like, he actually is perfect for Philly. The yes. Yanks are the worst. Aaron Judge said he would have switched positions for him. Like, My goodness. Come on now. I mean, the Yanks deserve everything that's happened to him. And, and good for the Phillies. Like,. I heard there were Japanese players that might get posted this year. Like, I want to go there. That looks fun. <laughs> That's what winning does. It, yeah. it breeds um, breeds more winning because people want to be part of it. We'll give you our pick for tonight's game a little bit later on in the show. I want to talk about 
the college football playoff ranking, Volume 1, which was released last night. Here are some of the highlights there. UCF cracks the top 25. Some people out there thought that they wouldn't because of their resume, but they become the first group of five team in several years to crack the first college football playoff top 25 with two losses on their resume. So clearly UCF uh, has positioned itself over the years to get some benefit of the doubt, which it used to not always get. Tulane, who's in their same conference, is ranked 19th. UCF plays Tulane in two weeks. So UCF has to take care of business against Memphis, which is no easy task. Don't overlook it. And then you're on the road again against Tulane, and that will be the next biggest game of the season. If UCF wins that, then it wins the next two. Everything you ever desired for this season is in play. Conference title, and New Year's Six Bowl. How about so, that? Got to get it done. Got to win the games. Six and one Alabama team ranked ahead of an undefeated TCU team that has, uh, I believe, four top twenty-five wins on their resume. So it's Bama. Let's talk about brands. Alabama uh, is certainly that. And the top four is as predicted yeah, yesterday on this show. Doesn't mean I understand it or like it, but you are on it. I will explain it. Uh, Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4. Which part of it do you feel like doesn't make any sense? Well, I think Georgia's the defending national champions, and they've done really nothing to... Yeah, they had a weird game against Missouri. They you know, didn't blow out Kent State. couple, like, no-show performances, but they were still wins. And to me, it's when they decide to flex their Georgia. So until that doesn't happen, they should honestly be one. Tennessee should be two, Ohio State, and then uh, who am I forgetting? Clemson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like four and five is a little bit interchangeable between Clemson and Michigan. It really just comes down to you can't have two teams tied at one spot. So I think they could have flipped a coin there. I was uh, fortunate enough to, to throw that out there yesterday and flip the coin in the right direction. But the top three, I felt pretty strong that that's the way it was going to shake out because what you said does not come into play. And I do appreciate the fact that the college football playoff committee, I've watched these shows over the years and the, uh, how the rankings progress, and and I feel like I've got a pretty good read yeah. on how they think. And a lot of it is it's resume-driven, it's out-of-conference schedule-driven, and they really value those two things. One of the big differences between Ohio State and Georgia, even though we can sit back and go, hey, Georgia won the title last year, they're passing the eye test this year, so why would they slide down a ranking? Overall strength of schedule, Ohio State ranks 52nd in the country, which isn't great. No. Georgia is 75th, and so that's the difference. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams have had their moments where they've tripped. The difference is Ohio State has tripped up against teams that garner respect. Notre Dame, Ah. first game of the season, I know. But it goes back to the brand building. It's still Notre Dame in the eyes of people that view them, even I mean, if, if it's not the same if team. If it's brand building, how is Georgia not the brand right now? Well, they're, they're both are, so they're awash in that regard. Ohio State and Georgia are both big brands, so they can't edge each other out in that regard. But the fact that Ohio State had Notre Dame um, uh, as one of their out-of-conference games and tripped up, and the fact that that was so long ago now, that that was week one, you moved past it. They tripped up a little bit against Penn State, but still got that win. They flexed when they needed to. Yeah, yeah. and Penn State's ranked 15th, so they use that as, you know, that's one of the things they highly regard. For Georgia, 
They tripped up against Kent State, and they stumbled in that game. They stumbled against Missouri. The Missouri game was weird. Like, they really almost lost that game. That's what's yeah. crazy. But they I, didn't. I think it kind of hurts Georgia that their biggest win was week one yeah. against Oregon. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're probably not as good of a team as they were last year, but there's still plenty to like about them to where I could see them being one. I mean, Tennessee right now has all the vibes, so I don't have, like, a problem with them being yeah. one. But I feel like Georgia should still be two. They're SEC, defending title, defending champions. It's a different team than last year, but there are some players that were there, still there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll figure itself out again this weekend. It always weekend. does, yeah. And and that's the thing. You know, we can quibble over one and three and all of that, but Tennessee plays Georgia, so if whoever wins is going to be the first-ranked team in the country. So in the loser, do they drop out of the four uh, top four? Like, that would that bothers me because I think those are the two best teams in the country. Yeah. Like, well, it comes down to what have you done, who are you playing, and what do you do against those teams. The thing that people have to remember when it comes to the college football playoff ranking is that it's not like the it's not uh, these aren't Vegas odds makers that are making these rankings. They're not going based off of a projection of what you would do in a future contest. I think that's they're judging what we need. you based on the past. I think we actually need Vegas to set the top four. I, what if we had both? What if we had people that look at resumes and then Vegas, who doesn't give a damn about your resume? Exactly. I want that. Georgia's the number, the third ranked team in the country. Tennessee is first. Georgia's an eight and a half point favorite right. against Tennessee this week. What are we weekend. doing here? Yeah, I mean, if that's the but case, the game hasn't that been means played one. Yet. But that, but yes, and believe me, I believe in the holy. I believe in the uh, the holy spirits of those that set odds. Okay, <laughs> that's the only people that matter. <laughs> Forget these other people that just they're looking at what. Okay, but let's also keep in mind Alabama was an eight point favorite against Tennessee. Yeah, How'd think, that work out? Think, you got to go and play the games. I think Alabama should be three or four. I do. Wow. I mean, it's not even the best version of Bama this year, but as long as Bryce Young's healthy, they should be top four team. I'm not putting Clemson ahead of Bama. <laughs> so you, so your ranking is just how good do I think you are? Yeah. Not what have you? You don't give a damn what they've done. No, You're not just at like, all. I, I just want to. I'm just looking at. Are you the best? Yeah, like Who's on the best neutral field. What are you doing against these teams? And to me, it's Tennessee, Georgia, or maybe even Georgia, Tennessee, Bama, and then you know. Whoever I, that fourth team, I wish there was a fourth team that I believed in. I guess oh, no, Ohio State. I forgot yeah. them. Yeah, no, they deserve to be. Michigan's pretty floor. good. Michigan's pretty. Are pretty they? Good. I think they are. They're better than last year's version. Uh, uh last yeah, year's version. Actually, actually, I think they might be good. They're really good at running the football. They wasted everyone's time in the no. In the that Cowboys was a waste. Playoff. Complete waste. They might do it again. I'm but not that, happy about it. I think. I think. They're better than they were a year ago. I mean, it's not their fault they had to deal with the Georgia team that was pretty historic, but, man, they didn't belong on the same field. Yeah, like uh, the Georgia team, half their defense went in the first round. Speaking of which, I heard Jordan Davis is out for the Eagles for Thursday Night Football. I mean, it shouldn't affect them against the practice squad Texans. Oh, God, the Texans. I can't. <laughs> Your Texans. Toxic, toxic relationship I have with the Your Texans. Your Texans. And then I'm, here I am looking at plus 14. Like, what am I supposed look, to do with this? Look at this. How could you? I mean, it backdoors maybe, but I feel like the Texans get worse as the game goes on. They're they're tough and like tough early on. They took a three nothing lead against the Titans, 
Really didn't do anything the rest of the day. No, it would take alcoholism by Philadelphia to not cover that spread. They are wearing their red helmets, which do look nice. Damn it! (laughs) They do look nice. Tell me that's not something that you consider. It should be. Coming Coming up next, if Raheem Palmer doesn't consider this, this is why he's a sharp analyst. He's going to be joining us from the ringer, trying to convince me to fall in love with some of these NFL betting lines. We'll get to that next.